Hey Lit Set, it's Jasmine. Hey Lit Set, it's Nikea. And this is Black Girl Lit, the podcast. We're a podcast now, guys. Where Black girls are lit, we get lit, and, and we, we read lit. lit. This is Black Girl Lit, the podcast. Hey Lit Set, it's Nikea here with a quick lit. This is the first one of the year. Happy New Year. You won't hear me say it again. <laughs> But just in case you forgot and just in case you're new here, Quick Lits are when Jazz and I come in and we share our what we call filler books that we read on our own with you, our lit set viewing and listening audience, okay? The book I'm going to be discussing today is You Should See Me in a Crown by Leah Johnson. So before we get into this, sit back, relax, grab you a drink, and let's get lit. Alright, let's say I chose to read this book because I think it was suggested to me on my Amazon and I believe it was suggested to me after reading a LGBTQ plus novel. Let's get into our first segment and I'm going to tell you about the author Leah Johnson. Leah Johnson was born and raised in Indianapolis, Indiana, a tried and true lifelong hooser. And as you can perhaps imagine, much of her work now features more cornfields and soybeans than any one human has business writing about. <laughs> she began her writing career with a spiral notebook full of short stories in Mrs. Peacock's fifth grade class and could never quite bring herself to stop. I've noticed a lot of a lot of black writers grew up in the Midwest and went to or and or went to school out there. That's interesting. You do some research into that. Leah is a 2021 Lambda Literary Emerging Writers Fellow whose work has been published or is forthcoming in BuzzFeed, Astro Straddle, Catapult, and Electric Literary, among others. When she's not writing or ranting about pop culture and politics on Twitter, Leah is a professor of creative writing and composition. Her best-selling debut YA novel, You Should See Me in a Crown, was the inaugural Reese's Book Club YA pick and was named one of Cosmo's 15 Best Young Adult Books of 2020. Her sophomore novel, Rise to the Sun, is forthcoming from Scholastic in 2021. And that is Leah Johnson. The next segment is where Jasmine usually flourishes and thrives. She has done all of our synopsis. Synopsis? Synopsises? Synopsis? Synopsi? What's the plural of synopsis? But she has done all of them thus far in the history of Black Girl Lits. I'm gonna do it myself. I've done it before. I'm pretty good at it. But I do have the actual synopsis of the book just to get me together. about Liz Lighty. She is a high school student and she's black. She's also a lesbian and she lives in the Midwest. She plays in the orchestra. Her mother has passed away. She's raised by her grandparents and she has auditioned to go to this school called Pennington and she wants to get this scholarship. But unfortunately she finds out that she was not able to obtain the scholarship so she has to find another way to get money. Now she doesn't want to stress out her grandparents and she doesn't want them to do anything crazy like sell the house that they live in because that is the last place where she knew her mother. So she takes it upon herself to find another avenue to get money. In the town of Campbell prom is a huge thing like it's a big ordeal and people actually run for prom court and they have all these events and things and at the end there's a scholarship which would be enough to cover her tuition at the school. The history of the prom court has known to be very white 
and very rich, well-to-do, and it's all about who you know and people who are legacies and their parents have run for the court. But Liz is taking a risk. She has her friends supporting her. She has her brother supporting her and she is doing her best to be at the top. They have to compete in like social events. They get points for it. They get points for their GPA. They get points for um, also their community service activities. This is a, a very difficult for Liz because she's a very introverted to herself person. She doesn't want to be caught slipping or doing anything that she's not supposed to do. She's not unpopular, but she just fades into the background, which is not very useful for this type of situation. She even gets like anxiety if she gets too much attention. But that also goes to the fact that there is this social media network that the high school itself has, where as soon as you slip up and do something, you'll take a picture and they'll post it, you'll get caught, and you'll be labeled as whatever high school tragedy has happened to you. I am so grateful that I grew up during an era where social media was not a thing. We had MySpace, but we weren't capturing people in the moment. That is what Liz is struggling with. She's also struggling with rebuilding and reconnecting with one of her old friends. Then there's a new girl that just bombards into everything, like literally and figuratively, into Liz's life, into the prom competition, and Liz is attracted to her. Now, Liz is out to the people she wants to be out to, but everybody at school is not all up in her business. And it's also a faux pas that she is a lesbian and participating in this prom court because they have rules that say you're not allowed to come to prom as a same-sex couple, which is lame. So Liz is dealing with all of this along with her brother who has sickle cell anemia and she's just dealing with all these things being a normal teenager and that is the high level view of you should see me in a crown by leah johnson okay y'all the next segment i'm gonna get into my reactions was just my initial feelings and reactions to certain things that happened in the novel once again i'm terrible at taking notes now now i just read like i used to be so good at taking notes but here are my reactions So the first one is they mentioned Jackie Ina in this book. Which, if you don't know, I am a Jackie Ina stan. I love her, her channel, and everything. So I love the relevant pop culture references, especially Jackie Ina. Like it just it made sense, and it didn't feel forced, and it different, and it didn't feel contrived. It also mentions like Liz listening to Beyonce at the beginning of the novel. So I appreciate those relevant references. Also, I love the snarky, snappy tone of the teenagers. And it's not in a bad way that they're snarky, but they like say what they mean or they say what's on their mind. And it just, again, it felt really real. As a person who used to work in a high school and heard how high school students talk to each other, it, it felt genuine. I also appreciated that the teenagers act like regular teenagers and not the typical TV movie teenagers who have too much freedom and no supervision. Because y'all all see in these um, high school and TV movies and just movies in general with high school students, 
their parents are never home. They're always throwing wild parties. They're always drinking, doing drugs, having a whole bunch of sex. They're just never supervised. But I appreciate in this novel that these kids have supervision. Like their parents actually care about them. Their parents are involved in their life. Kids have parents. Kids have supervision. Like that matters and that's important. So I appreciate that Leah gave these characters parents who care. Liz's grandmother is a non-negotiable that Liz has to be home for dinner or she has to have a phone call, something has to be scheduled or whatever. Even her friend Britt, who her mother and her parents are a little bit iffy, they're still involved in her life. And Mac, the girl who Liz starts to get a crush on, she has her parents involved in her life and Mac talks to her parents and stuff like that. So I appreciate it. It's not just these teenagers floating around alone in the world on their own because nine times out of ten that's not how teenagers are existing if they have parents and guardians in their life. The novel addresses like current issues and social issues and then I also appreciate the novel discussing and explaining what sickle cell anemia is which is a disease that more heavily affects black people and people in the black community than any other community. So I appreciate that we are able to see this disease and it, attention is brought to it and it's brought to the light in the forefront because it's not something that you hear about often at all. On to the next segment which is going to be major scenes and topics. Alright y'all like I mentioned before I did not take good notes. I did not take any notes. I forgot some character names. That's my disclaimer. The catapulting like the moment that pushes forward everything in this novel when Liz loses her scholarship or she doesn't get the scholarship. She applies for it and she doesn't get it. Also her which causes her to enter into the prom race and then she enters into this prom race which leads her to meeting Mac. Meeting Mac causes her to fall out with her friend Britt because Liz and Mac actually hang out outside of school. They go on a date and Liz actually explained to Mac at one time like I'm out but I'm not out at school yet and I just don't want everybody to know something to that effect and Mac is like cool with it but she also doesn't want to feel like she has to hide because Mac is out and free to be who she wants to be but they go out on dates and stuff and I think somebody saw her so there's a poster that gets posted alluding to Liz being gay and her friend Britt like loses her f and s and starts going off and it's like this could ruin your opportunity to win and I'm trying to help you and it's not cool and her friend was just going off on her and Liz was like oh, excuse me how you gonna hate on me being me and doing what I do? Like, it's not about you, Brit. So they have a falling out about that. And then also her reconnecting with her friend. It's a guy, I cannot remember his name. But they have been friends all through middle school. But when they got to high school, it just kind of went left and he just shunned her and then never said anything. But then come to find out that he did say something, but somebody close to Liz actually kept that from her. Ooh, little drama. Then the major topics. Let me drink some. Of course we have sexuality. Liz being a lesbian is not like the main story but there is the story is about her accepting herself because she just has social anxiety in general and doesn't like the attention being on her. Another topic is race. Race comes to the forefront and also socioeconomic and class disparities are brought to the forefront through the prom pageant. Um, Mademoiselle, the French teacher, she kind of brings this out towards the end, but she realizes that 
all the people who have won in the past are already privileged. They don't need the money. They don't need the recognition. And a lot of students who need it, like Liz, have been passed up because they don't have the popularity. They don't have the connections or the socioeconomic status or the class status at all. Because Liz even mentions that she doesn't let people come to her house because compared to the other people that live in Campbell, her house is very meager. Probably is a nice house, but in comparison to everybody else, it's like, uh, this is where you live. And that kind of reminds me of the city that I live in because you have places like this where my parents live, which is probably upper middle class, you know, a four bedroom house. Then you have people that have mansions. And then you have what is the hood or what they classify as the hood in Fredericksburg. And it's all in this one small area, the same zip code. So I totally get what she is, um, what this book is saying and how it brings it out. And it also reminds me of I've heard in like counties or states in the South how they still have like segregated prom, a prom for black kids and a prom for white kids. Like that's still a thing. So this book and the plot line reminded me a lot of that. And then also the topic of social media, which I mentioned before, <sighs> social media. I have a, have a love-hate relationship with it. And it's certain platforms. Like, I just was thinking the other day, I remember back in the day on Instagram where you just posted stuff. I, I One day I posted a picture of a Pepsi can and my breakfast sandwich from Burger King. And I put a filter on it and that was it. But now we are so in this mindset to curate things for social media that it has to be perfect. And I'm just like, everything doesn't have to be posed. Everything doesn't have to be perfect. I fall into that trap. I'm here. But social media is just, in this novel especially, has like, it controls these kids. It controls how they act. There's people who propagate it. There are students who are a part of certain cliques that report on certain things. And there are students who still have these hashtags and these names following them throughout their high school career, which, uh, high school's already hard enough, but add social media to it, baby, mm, I don't want it, throw it all away. And then lastly, the discussion of health, not just physical health, but also mental health, because Liz deals with anxiety and social anxiety, and her brother is dealing with sickle cell anemia, which is one of the reasons why she wants to become a doctor. Those are my major scenes and topics. So lastly, what you have all been waiting for, we're going to get to our next segment, which is writing this book. scales the new year so I'm gonna go over it for you all again and just in case you're new to the black girl lit fam hey thank you for doing the lit set we have five ratings and we usually use flame emojis when we put them in our phone but they're all like drink related because you know black girl lit you know get lit read lit y'all see that play on words double entendre okay so our rating scale is as follows you have sober which would be one flame emoji that book is whack you have buzz you know you've been drinking a little bit you feel that little tingle it was it was good. You have tipsy, which is three flame emojis. It's right in the middle of the row. And then you have faded, which is four flame emojis. Now faded for me as another element, you know, hit the blunt real quick. And that's where you fade it. And then lastly, we have lit, which is five flame emojis, five stars, top tier, top notch. It's the best. You know how it is when you lit. So now I'm going to rate the book based on that scale. I gave this book a lit. It was good. I enjoyed it. I actually listened to it that I enjoyed the topics the storyline was good I didn't feel like anything was dragged out there weren't unnecessary details plot line there was like twists in the story I'm here for it so this novel is Nikea black girl lit approved that's all I have for y'all today thank you for dropping by thank you for watching thank you for listening make sure you follow us on Instagram at 
blackgirllit underscore. You can email us at blackgirllityt at gmail.com. And you can also check out our website at www.thisisblackgirllit.com. We have some merch up there. And as always, stay black girl lit. That's it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Leave us a five-star rating and a top-notch review to get us to the top review page on iTunes. And be sure to follow us and listen on SoundCloud.